Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. I'm trying to vary up the way that I say the beginning of this because it sounds the same every single time. Um, I am here. I don't know if it was a failure or a success. I am here with Michael Schneider. He, Schneider. Schneider. Okay, no, right? Schneider. Schneider yeah. As we, we just discussed that it we wasn't Schneider. Um, <laughs> um, and you are you say that you are an internet jackass? That's how I usually introduce myself to strangers. Yes. Um, Michael runs a blog called Blacksmith Design, and you um, also run an Instagram under Blacksmith, um, mm-hmm. Blacksmith with no vowels, which apparently you're going to apologize for right now. I love this. I'm so sorry. I intend to apologize 100 times during this podcast. Yeah. I'm um, from Portland. So it's he. Yeah, you're from Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, but by way of Texas, correct? Uh, no, New Mexico. New Mexico. Next door neighbors. Oh, Next door neighbors. Sorry. That's okay. My mom still lives in <laughs> yeah. Texas. It's very confusing. Um, but you st- like by way of New Mexico, but you reside in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, people can find you at your Instagram handle, which is blacksmith, but with no vowels in it at all. Exactly. Um, and you started blogging and like in taking photos how long ago? A while uh, ago, in right? In 2013. I remember it like it was yesterday. Really? It was about five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you started taking photos and basically if you look at your Instagram now, it's all, ve- it's a very curated Instagram of mm-hmm very funny and like very 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 (laughs) self-deprecating photos of yourself and also kind of like there's a lot of beauty it's a lot of funny it's a lot of like beautiful but it's actually scary yeah like there is very like thought out and very curated photos it's it's also making fun of the curated photos i like this because uh what chris isn't telling you is that we're in the middle of central park right now i'm setting i'm setting the scene for you please do uh it's gorgeous and sunny so many people are out right now, but I've decided that for every uh, question Chris asks me, I'm going to answer it staring in the eyes of somebody walking past us and looking right back at my eyes. So right now, I'm answering this question to a German tourist uh, and his wife, and he's wearing a black leather cap, oh, which ready? is an interesting choice uh, for Central Park in the middle of summer. She has um, a bag with Donkey Kong on it. Did you catch uh, that part? I yeah. didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Very observant. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, so yeah, we are in Central Park. So if you guys hear random things in the background, it's just the nature yeah. in the middle of Manhattan. Or if I suddenly switch it up to a German accent, yeah. this is why. <laughs> Um, so you basically, so it is, it's poking fun at basically like the curated Instagram pages and like all the like, look at how beautiful my life is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's an excuse to take selfies and then still, uh, pretend that you're doing it for like art's sake. Yeah. Uh, rather than, you know, hashtagging it, live authentic. Um, you're like live as me making this a joke and something funny. Exactly. Uh, Because all social media is curated. All social media doesn't show reality even the most genuine authentic social media and i think a lot of social media is about making your life look the best it possibly can be yeah and so why not show those most humiliating moments of your life like tripping and falling and face planting into a cake and embarrassing yourself in front of strangers and making that uh your curated Instagram. If it's all going to be fake anyway, you Why might as well it fake funny? it yeah. and make it make Which I laugh. think is hilarious and it's also very refreshing Thank and you. it's very funny of like, it's 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 just fun to like see what you're going to do next as someone who's Thank followed you. you for a long time now. Um, it's something that's very funny of like, it, of like, oh, and then he did this and then this happened and then like, how did he turn like, something trendy like pizza or like donuts into like somehow he's like hurting himself or like something bad's happening. <laughs> it or... almost seems like people ask if I have a box wine or a pizza fetish and uh, maybe I do. I think that you do. Maybe <laughs> personally, I do. Maybe I didn't realize along, I did. Way before Instagram, I think even was really a huge thing. I saw photos of you like cuddling a box of wine in your bed. <laughs> so um, I might um, trigger your listeners right now, but I have to admit that I eat pizza crust first do you really no nobody does uh, that I was saying, what? that's <laughs> awful you know um, better than that um what 
was I going to say? Which are we? So how do we start with this? You started the blog first, or you started the photos first? I started them really, really close together. I started the blog, and it has uh, blacksmith, and then the word design, which does have vowels in it. I, I excluded vowels it from isn't the blacksmith. A very easily marketable blog. It's not. It's not. I will say to you, the, the blacksmith URL was already scooped up by someone else, uh, and so I decided to do a blacksmith design. I started it around the same year that I had sort of a, a infatuation with interior design and thought I was going to sort of like, you know, do a little interior design, little business on the side. Yeah. And yeah, when I was getting to know you first, like you, that was a big part. You were like, oh, I'm really like focusing on and this. And got I'm an really apartment like, therapy yeah. and started like designing friends uh, interiors for free just to like have resume builders. To do it, yeah. Yeah. And I... Uh, experienced a really weird and shocking rejection that year. And I don't know, it's kind of like a, a origin story. Like it, it kind of shocked me into creating. Uh, I'm never going to be that guy, used to be that guy who thought that the greatest art and the greatest creativity came from pain. And I don't necessarily think that anymore. I don't want to give pain that much power in my yeah. life. Uh, I think laughter is far stronger. That's actually very refreshing, and especially and so, actually not something I would think that you would say. Tortured to me right now. artist, I'm not lie to you. you know the tortured yeah. artist. But and also, I, like especially your all of your all of your comedy is coming from a place of of pay, yourself. Yeah. Either in physical pain, seemingly mm -hmm. from a photo, or <laughs> you talking about very raw and like very painful times in your life. So that's yeah. actually very interesting that you say that. No, and I think, I mean, also, uh, I'm giving this answer to a tie-dye tie gentleman with patch pocket uh, denim uh, jorts, it looks like. Uh, and he's wearing white socks and uh, black shoes. Um, yeah. I, I used to think that the, the best creativity came from pain. I think it comes... Uh, it's a combination, probably, of, of laughter and pain. And I started the blog ostensibly to sort of talk about interior design. And I took a year off from a day job that I had. Uh, I had been a retail manager for 20 years. I was getting really burned out on it. Yeah. I decided to take a year off and be creative and just do everything I could creatively. And I got my place onto apartment therapy and I designed two theatrical sets for a theater company that I was involved with at the time. And I started my blog, uh, again, ostensibly about what my design life was going to be and what my creative life was going to be. That attracted uh, the attention of a boy who I rather fancied. <laughs> I sound like I'm in Victorian <laughs> England now. Um, <laughs> I said that to the carriage horse oh clopping by. Um, and That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it, and I... Um, I, I was rejected and which is fine. Like I, I think I've been kind of like insulated in my romantic life and that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh was kind of insulated in my romantic life by being in these really long term relationships most of my life. And I am and was and yeah, still kind of am. Um a little naive when it comes to romantic connections and I uh, I lead with my heart and I am like a hopeless romantic and I meet this guy and we click and I'm like oh we're gonna like spend the rest of our lives together and he's like wah, wah, no wasn't yeah. wasn't a great first few dates yeah and so I went into a hole uh in in my soul and I decided to write about it and I realized that I had abandonment issues uh around a family member who had passed away previously uh when I was young and uh, it was just this weird like k-hole of self-deprecation and self-loathing and self-love and self-care yeah and kind of introspection and around that time that i was starting to write about that uh i took a staged photo uh that was with my friend jenny k i love her dearly she lives in seattle now uh at the time she was visiting in los angeles and we went to disneyland and decided to take a staged photo in front of the uh, castle in front of the uh, enchanted princess 
Oh, in Disneyland. Castle? In Disneyland. Yeah, yes. sure. Uh, not, like not Cinderella's, the one in, Cinderella's yeah. Castle now apparently a, is uh, the Frozen Castle. Oh, apparently no. Apparently it's changed. Wow. I mean, I haven't been to so Disney World. So much has changed. So I've never been at, at, to Disney World as an adult, but yeah. apparently it's like they're redoing it for the younger yeah, generation. Exactly. But anyway, it's yeah, apparently so, Buzz Lightyear's yeah. like Magic Castle yeah. <laughs> now. It's whatever is most marketable at the time. Um, now it's so, Han yeah, Solo's so, Castle. So, like, the, the castle. The, yeah. yeah, what we think of the castle. So we took a stage photo in front of that. It was very American Gothic. We were deadpan. I asked to borrow a, uh, a, a employee at Disneyland's balloons. And she's like, here's the thing. I don't know if she actually said, here's the thing. But in my mind, she yeah. says it. And uh, she says, here's the thing. So if I give you these balloons and you release them, I basically lose my job. So I can't hand you these balloons, even though I trust you as a human being. And I know you're going to hand them right back to me after you take this photo. I have to keep my hand on these balloons. strings, on yeah. these strings. And it was just this like field of balloons, just like 60 balloons uh, that they, that they uh, I, I think they're required to like sell all of them before they like are allowed to take a break or have a glass of water. Um, so I come up with a solution of, well, what if I just grip the balloons higher up on the string and then you're still holding the strings behind me? So I wish I knew this employee's name because it really is like the genesis of, of all your, everything my that you are photos. today. <laughs> yeah. But it's Jenny and I, very very dour. I think this was before I had Instagram too. Uh, so I believe the picture was edited on Hipstamatic, if you remember that. I don't know if I do. Yeah, no. It was probably before your time. Was this an app? Uh, this was an app, and it wasn't a photo sharing app. I don't think it was social media as much as just making photos look like shit. I think that's what it did. Okay. It made photos look like shit. So uh, I processed it through that app. And in that photo, you can actually see the employee's head, like the top crescent of her head peeking over my shoulder because she was standing right behind me holding the balloons from the string while I was holding them from further up on the string. It, it, yeah. was, it was a cute photo. It was, it was very American Gothic. It got a great response, and it made me think, you know, if social media is going to be weird, and if that's us just being weird, let's just dive into that. Like, let, let's yeah. see what that is. So over the years, I've, I've taken more and more uh, self-deprecating photos. And you basically did it, like, are you're doing this, when you were doing this, the first one, you're just literally walking up to her and say, I have an idea for a photo. Mm-hmm. Can you help And that's us? how a lot of them start. That's yeah. how a lot of them start. I think some of the best ideas today, I went in a photo shoot. Uh, with somebody who I met on Instagram. We were meeting up for the first time. We were really inspired by each other's art. And we were like, let's meet at Balloon Saloon, which if you haven't been yet, I've it's been. paradise. I've filmed in Balloon Saloon oh, before, amazing, actually. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and so... Uh, we met up there. We got inspired. We decided what the photo was going to be. Uh, we met up today and took one. So I, I think they're also an opportunity to like connect with people who you may have not even have met otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Ruth is a lovely person. Go go follow her. Big and toasty on Instagram. And then so you start doing this and what did you do? Put it on Facebook, I'm assuming? I put it on Facebook. It was a hit. And then after I started my Instagram account... Probably later that year, probably in like November of 2013, uh, then I reposted it there. Yeah. And, and you know, it's that thing where it's like sometimes you do want to like post a photo of just you and friends like having fun together and then you feel self-conscious about it because it's not... Uh, the theme that you've invented for yourself. That's the thing that I was going to ask you a little bit later, but like maybe like so so you start doing this and then you see that it becomes popular and that people really enjoy it, correct? Yeah, yeah, yes. And then you're like, oh, I want to do more of this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, is it that validation black hole? Is that why you do it? Is because you see it gets a lot of likes? I don't know. Like, I think if it makes a lot of people laugh, I'm not mad at that. But I also feel that you enjoyed doing it, though. Oh, yeah. Right? It's not that you're like, oh, I need to do this because this is, like, my brand now. You're like, I love thinking of these. Like, it's very your personality I'm dead inside, but not that dead inside. Yes, Yes, that's exactly what you're trying to say. But, like, it is very much your personality Mm -hmm. of the much of I know about of you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it is very your personality. It is you in all the photos. It's not like I'm... A completely different person whenever you see me outside of my yeah. Instagram. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if Cindy Sherman hated herself and was a middle-aged gay man, that's that, that's there it is. how yeah. I want, and had no talent. Yeah. That's how no. I want to describe <laughs> myself. 
That's that's me. And so then are you? So then it just like. T- it takes off in the sense, or just like a lot of people that you know really like it. Like, are you automatically getting all of these views and all this, like, a lot of, like, I don't want to say, not press, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're getting a lot of hype or over like, the or years, over the years, like there's been stuff that has resonated with people. And of course it all has to do with like being single, womp womp. Yeah. Uh, but it like, you know, I did a video a couple years that went viral on Facebook and, and somewhat on Instagram uh, and it was Scruff for Cats. And that really, like, uh, I made it with uh, my friend Nick Fobble, who's an amazing graphic artist, and made this interface of a dating app for cats called Scruff for Cats. Yes, it was funny. And uh, my friend Hannah Brady, uh, who is another dear friend and a frequent collaborator. And by that, I mean I call her up, and I'm like, let's hang out. And she's like, God, what photo are we taking today? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, they were really, really like great people to make that with, and a cat gets catfished, and and the the cat that he invites over uh, ends up being uh, a dog, and so that uh, like got my stuff out there. Uh, I kind of rely on like the art and the pieces and the word of mouth to get it out there. I can't be a um, an aggressive hashtagger. Uh, that you know that a lot of people found me organically. A huge boost earlier this year was the Boxwine Boyfriend series. Uh, I posted that on my garbage social media. Everybody has that social media that they're like, uh, I guess I'll Pinterest this or like, uh, I'll update my job on like LinkedIn. Like, yeah, they all have that like garbage social media. Mine's Twitter. Like, I yeah, I'm, I'm like trying. Yeah, like it's what's like Twitter? Not, yeah. I'm not that funny. I'm not no, funny I'm, in 140 characters. I'm not that funny in 280 characters. But like anything, I'm like posting on Twitter. I'm just saying out loud to like, yes. all my friends. Like, exactly. I, I'm not like, like oh, it's a limited like, audience. I know. Like. No, it's yeah. not even like it's like not even like oh I can't say this I need to say it on Twitter like it's coming out of my mouth before I've even thought about like exactly. should I say this like exactly. I'm already all those like funny like things I'm like saying to my friend and we're like cackling away it's at, like, like yeah how funny we are you know like, and, like yeah. yeah yeah so it's like funny because like, some people that are very like shy or I don't know just like some people are like not very like outspoken in general mm-hmm. and then they're on Twitter they're like oh like having all these digs yeah. and like oh, slinging totally. these jokes and I'm like no I'm just like doing that in person yeah. like if you're with Same. me I'm Same. that's my Twitter it's like Same. me in real life yeah it's so, garbage it's yeah, garbage I don't get it so some people are very successful on it and funny and I get it it's but like accessible. I'm not one of those people. yeah me neither yeah so I post this thing on uh Twitter and it's a four-part photo that I took uh my friend Nacelle Ward and I uh took it together yeah, <coughs> and we—it's um, basically a bunch of box. It's a bunch of boxes of wine yeah. that are made as a human being yes. for people that don't know. Thank and you. And then you're Thank like you. doing That's, things with that. That puts it in very yeah. succinct terms. And it was a really like it was an art project that I put off for three years because I was like, this is a lot of work. Yeah, it's not a lot of payoff. I saved up these boxes of wine and asked friends for these boxes of wine over uh, years, over three years. And then I finally found this armature over Halloween one year, the skeleton armature that was man-shaped and it was posable. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm finally going to do this art project. So over one afternoon, I finish it. I cut all the boxes up. I stick it to them. And I'm like, that's really funny. Like, since I don't have a boyfriend, I made one out of boxes of wine. That's going to be the caption. Yeah. I posted on Twitter one Monday morning. You know, and, by the end of the day, and for those people that don't know, like the box wine is a very, very, very big theme for you overall. In yeah. like in all, a lot of your old, earlier photos, box wine is very, like, very well. Like, it's very on brand, and that's for you. a part of like the self-deprecation. Yeah. Is like what is the lowest common denominator of like trash alcohol? Is like boxes of wine. Yeah. So I make a boyfriend, take the photos, post it, post it Monday morning. Monday it does okay. I wake up Tuesday morning to press requests, and the post is at like 50,000 likes and and 10,000 shares or 10,000 retweets. And it was bonkers. Uh, And it really struck a nerve. I'm not going to be that guy who's like, this is high art. Uh, And and I still have friends who like make fun of me for it, and and I need that. Uh, But it did strike a nerve with people who are single and sad and not their best at being single and and can identify with being so lonely that you make a companion out of your coping mechanisms yeah yeah uh so i think it really did strike strike a chord and i've i've turned it into a series where i'm telling the whole story of a relationship with this box of wine we had problems earlier 
Uh, he surprised me oh, with yeah. a trip to New York. There's a, a lot of ago. there's drama. It's a story. Uh, there is there is drama, but I think we've made it through most of the drama. And now we're like in a really good part. He moved in recently. Uh, there is a rumor that I'm going to meet his in-laws soon, so we'll see what they look like. Uh, but I his I, parents, you mean? Not yeah, your, your, like my your yeah, your your in-laws, future in-laws yeah. and his parents. Uh, and so uh, it's it's great, and it's also like a little sad because it's like parallel universe Mike, yeah, who has a real boyfriend and is going through these steps to actually have. A real a normal, healthy, healthy relationship. relationship. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny With that that's like science fiction yeah, to me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so that like, are you doing that? Are you doing this to be like, like you get all these press requests. Are you like, oh my God, this is amazing. Or are you like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, I can't even believe. I, like, are you happy about the press that no, you then get from this? No, I took it in or? stride. I was kind of neutral. I mean, it was a wild ride. Vice wrote a story about it. BuzzFeed wrote a story about that. And then just kind of me in general as an artist. Weird, because only recently I've even given myself permission to, like, call my, like, shitty-ass Instagram art. Uh, I um, got requests from the Today Show. The only one I turned down was uh, was Fox. Uh, Fox asked me to uh, for permission to repost the pictures and to do a segment on it. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Uh but that was, it was strange. Uh, it was wonderful. I didn't mind it. It's always that danger of somebody whose creative mind it can be mercurial and moves on to the next thing and doesn't rest in one spot very much. I don't want people talking about Box Wine Boyfriend in 10 years. Yeah. In five years, even in one year, I want them to be talking about the next the funny ne- thing that yeah. I made. I don't just want to be known as the box wine boyfriend guy. Luckily, I don't get recognized that much because everybody's looking at the box wine boyfriend in those yeah, pictures. Could, they're not. Yeah, oh yeah, at you're me. cast aside. Yeah, they're yeah, not. Absolutely at me. not. Yeah. Uh, so I I kind of like that anonymity of it too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I wanna I wanna think about the next funny thing. What so to back? I know that, that that's very current and all that stuff. But to back it up a little bit, I know we're going a little out no, of let's uh, back it linear. Up. But back like, it up. Um, back it up, Chris. Are we? <laughs> are we like when you're writing the things again? Like going back to the blog, when you're writing these things, are you then? Like how did how did the blogging go? Are you just like literally? Oh, I want to. Are you ever thinking in the terms of? Oh, I really want to write. I need to be writing a lot so that I can have a lot of content or are you just being like, Oh, and I'm very moved to write something. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write it. Uh, usually the latter. And it also forces me to explore a lot of what's going on in my heart, but also people who affect my heart. Uh, I write about dating and matters of the heart. It's funny that a lot of people still call it a dating blog. It very much used to be a few years ago. And I would say the content is about 50% dating. And then the rest is taken up by like traveling and my family. Yeah. Because these are all things that are, that are close to my heart and they affect my heart. And a not, not a lot of it is, um, not most of it is dating anymore. I have a very, um, a strict policy for the most part I get people's permission before I write about them uh, for the most part I write anonymously uh, any exceptions to that are are if if I feel that somebody else has broken a sort of deep social contract with me or if the momentum uh, of writing about somebody not anonymously would just confuse people to all of a sudden change that person's name and they don't seem to have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, then I'll, then I'll do that. Um, I, I, I can't like backtrack on it now. I can't stop writing about my heart. I recognize, and I am smart enough to know that there are people who will resist being in my life for fear of being written about, I am never going to like carry Bradshaw somebody out of the blue yeah. without their permission. But also that does cut out 
a fair amount of humans from my life who aren't who probably don't think that they could act well enough to be in my life and that's okay which is good in my that's opinion okay i'm okay with that trim the fat that's yeah. like my motto all the time exactly like trim the fat slash like no new friends exactly like you yeah. know what i mean like and not and i can make a friend fucking walking down the street right now we'll make i can make five right yeah. today yeah. as we walk out of central park if, but yeah like people yeah people who are afraid people who are angry at people writing things about them or having their behavior uh having a light shown on their behavior I don't know. People who are apprehensive about that just probably shouldn't be friends with people who write about bad behavior. To quote page six, if you didn't want it in the paper, you shouldn't have done it. That's 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 far more (laughs) succinct than me. I like that. I like that. um, But is that do you find that that actually I personally think if I'm going to answer the question for you, I Mm. would think that that would actually help weed out a lot of like people that you're undesirables or like people that like aren't in your right life for the right reasons or aren't a good people like around you to be an easy way to actually weed them out. Correct. It, it no? does. It does a little bit. Um, there are, there are still enough people um, for the most part. Yes. I feel like it does weed out some people, you know, who would any of us be if we, you know, put people on blast. Then again, I do it in a very safe way. It's yeah. anonymous. They know I'm not going to, like, mention their name directly, yeah, probably. Yeah, like, put up a photo of them, like, in the exactly, article. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Even, it makes me uncomfortable to even screen cap things. I know that, you know, a few years ago it was very trendy, and I'll admit I, I was on that bandwagon of like this was our text messages like look at what he fucking said yeah and posting screenshots of you know me being sassy to people on dating apps uh dating apps that's weird that you can't see air quotes on a podcast yeah um (laughs) dating apps uh but i don't do that anymore because i i think it's been done yeah uh and and you know right now i write about dating and matters of the heart on my blog, I post episodes of my web series on there. Um, maybe eventually it it will all be old stories. You know, I'll write about old life lessons and old stories of mine uh, as if they're contemporary too. If I don't have uh, material yeah. for a month or two, you know, I'll I'll think about experiences I had and how they formed me and how they informed the way I be a better human and those are just as valid experiences. What was the point of the one? I know the point of the blog, obviously you wanted to write about matters of the heart and all that. Mm-hmm. Are you ever like, I want this to have more views. I want this. I want that. You're, or are you doing it to really just be able to be like, I want to write this down and have it be like cathartic and yeah, mostly that I, I, especially with my family too, I am always sensitive to how they're going to react to something. Uh, I'm always, hyper aware of my audience but not in the sense that I edit out any of my truth yeah I recently dated a couple uh, for somebody who talks about valuing monogamy and being old fashioned it kind of took me by surprise to start pursuing this couple and inserting myself into their lives and really feeling out that experience and being open to that experience. I surprised myself. Yeah. In writing it, I knew that the first, the the title of the first blog about writing about them, which was called my first threesome. I, I know that that's a, um, incendiary headline yes i know that that's clickbait but i really didn't have any other way to better express it i also knew that i was going to face consequences i didn't know what my parents were going to say about that yeah i didn't know 
what my friends who I don't necessarily, you know, share my sexual exploits with or yeah. lack thereof, um, we're going to think about that. Uh, I didn't know, you know, if any of these anonymous guys, uh, I call them uh, Ben and Jerry in the oh, posts. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that wasn't my choice, by the way. I was, yeah. I was a little uh, annoyed and also amused at that. Um, uh, Jerry picked his name first, his, his anonymous name. And so the other one uh, said, said, well, well naturally, ben. I'm going to yes. be Ben. Yeah. So I think that makes me the chunky monkey. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I really didn't know what that post was going to be, was going to do. What was going to happen, what the result would be. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be big, and, and that was a, a big post. It was, it was viewed a lot this year. And I was curious, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was fascinated by people's reactions. A lot more people were supportive of it than I assumed might be. Um, I disappointed a few family members yeah. by being that transparent. But also, you know, I, I, I get that. Uh, I I don't. It, it's it's tough putting that out there and thinking like, you know, what if my future husband's mom comes this. across this and like, what does she think of me? And does she think I am a worse partner for her son uh, than than somebody else because of it? Uh, I. I consider all of that when I put my heart out there. Yeah. Now, are you like, when you're asking them for permission and doing all that stuff, is that like something that you do is, do you have like a, a like not a script, but do you have like kind of like a little, like I have a code, train, like a code, I guess, yeah, I guess like, do you have, I like, have like a, a code. what it was like a protocol that you do? Like, yeah. are you really like, it's always going to be anonymous. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, only, a couple people in in recent memory haven't been anonymized. Nobody go to the blog and try and figure out who it is. Uh, but uh, I've I've had a couple who haven't been anonymized, and it, and it was probably f- for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. Because it's at some point it's too late to like change somebody's name. Yeah, I haven't heard from them, so I assumed it was uh, okay. Um, unless it is somebody who has deeply hurt me and I don't feel like there is a graceful way to ask for their permission nine times out of ten people who are mentioned in the blog even anonymously I will forward one of the last drafts to them to give the okay or even correct uh, anything that yeah. they think might be inaccurate or if I remembered timelines uh, or if I took too many creative That's liberties. That's what I was going to ask. Telling. That's what I was going to ask is like, do they have a final edit? They, do you ever give anyone final edit? They yeah. do. They do. I mean, I can, I can plead my case. In that way, I'm a very uh, shitty journalist, uh, but I also would never post something if it wasn't my truth. Yeah. And so in that way, I think people can very much trust what they're reading is, well, is how you feel authentic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then are you, you're not like putting like I don't ever see you like really super advertising it. The blog like I don't ever like I see you obviously posting like here. I just wrote this. Yeah. But I never really see you be like, here's this, blo-, you know, you post on your Instagram and there's sometimes photos that go along with the, in- yeah. the Instagram and the blog are kind of the same and kind of not. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like yeah. they kind of weave in and out of each other. They but do. I don't ever see you like really like shamelessly plugging your fucking blog all no. the time. So it's like, you, but you do have a, a pretty large viewership, correct? Like, I do, I do. So it's like, how does that, you just do it from posting a lot and just being authentic, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm never going to advertise on it. I never want it to like be revenue generating unless I maybe like make a book like out of it. Have a book, yeah. Or an HBO series. Oh. Does anyone work for oh, HBO? Hello, Hi, hello. Do you ding work dong. For, are you listening to this and you work for HBO? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll never 
do that. Uh, I'll never like over promote it or advertise or like, on have it. The, yeah, or, like you like, can like pay me five promos. fucking dollars and I'll like do fucking whatever. Shit. Exactly. Like, everyone's like trying to get a fucking five dollars out of something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I've I've got a day job that I love. I don't right now need like uh, a Patreon or a Kickstarter for that. For like, yeah. Uh, the the blog isn't really something that takes up a lot of resources. Uh, except for my heart. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's it's good to um it it's good to stay grounded about it. Yeah. Uh I really want that to be one of several things I do. I you know, if I had to choose something, do you want to be known as a photographer? Do you want to be known as a writer? Do you want to be known as an internet jackass? Do you want to be known as a video content producer? you want to be known as a director of your web series i would choose i want to be known for my writing but you know everything is complementing each other and also like you don't have to choose that's like one thing i yeah. tell people all the time is like no. just because you fucking write something doesn't mean you like oh, are like aspiring to be the next fucking like biggest writer ever in the world it's like you can write stuff and it be like fine and it doesn't have to be the best thing ever and it exactly. doesn't have to be the worst thing ever exactly. and it can just be itself yes exactly yeah. Um, are you, so you mentioned you have a day job. Let's, mm-hmm. I would love to transition to that. Yeah, like, of course. The one thing that I struggle with a lot, and I know I have a blog, I have this podcast, I'm a television producer by day, which takes up a lot of my time. Like I always struggle with juggling all of the things at one time. And mm-hmm. I feel that you have a very good grasp on that mm-hmm. and your job might lend you to that. You work as a retail manager still, I do. correct? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I love my job. And you say that it's perfect for this because it is. It is. It's uh it's an operational role. It is a supervisory role. It is store based. I l- love it because it is very cold and dry and black and white and it is the perfect complement for my creative life. When I took the job, I took it with the knowledge that I my creative life was going to be my priority, but I was going to be 110% at my day job. I still feel like that. Uh, I still feel like Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Oregon is the perfect market to do this in because it is a city filled with creatives. Uh, and I, I think it's the perfect relationship between my, my creative life and my day job. Uh, the day job gives me the freedom gives me permission to be as creative as i want and it also i i don't go home every day creatively exhausted yeah i go home with that impulse to create even more yeah and so i i feel like i'm really really lucky to have found it i love all of my coworkers. uh i'm not saying that just because i feel like they might listen to this yeah. um <laughs> But I really do. I, I love my coworkers. I I feel like, you know, if I do someday make a living being creative or doing creative content, I'm happy to do that. But for now, it's the perfect relationship between my creative life and my my professional life. Yeah. I also feel like I couldn't do what I do alone. Like everyone all of my friends who have always generously donated their time to take a photo with me or to stage a photo or to be an extra in a photo or to like slather my head in, in Nutella. Yeah. The one where you were like, um, it took me like hours to wash this off my face. Exactly. Was, yeah. but, oh my God. My skin has never felt more amazing. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. You said that in the comments. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah, that. But like, yeah, these people are helping you. You're not ever doing it by yourself. No, no. Cause it, you're in all of the photos mainly. Yeah. I'm assuming almost every single yeah. one of them. You're the in The subject them. is me because I want to, uh, you know, I, I want to be that jackass. And yeah. of course it's like selfie after selfie, of me in really humiliating situations and I don't feel like it's fair to put friends in those humiliating situations however whenever they want me to uh stage a photo for them or with them I'm so happy to absolutely happy to I'm thrilled to and that's I think an important thing to talk about is is that you are again like you're all doing this on your own time Mm -hmm. you're not you're not no one's like paying you no one's you're not like trying to advertise for anything it's you're literally just doing this in your free time that you have when you're not working yeah yeah on the weekends at night after work or before work yeah something something I found that took a lot of time commitment and it's that thing of like do do what scares you, but also um, 
you know, don't let lack of training or lack of experience in something keep you from doing something as long as you're open to collaborating with others and, and absorbing their knowledge. Uh, uh, for example, I started making a web series. Uh, I decided that was the next evolution yeah, of the that blog. Was a, that was the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> so no, go there, into, but yeah. Nice segue. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you go <laughs> that, ahead. <laughs> that, was, that was excellent. Um, I didn't want to... Um, I wanted to have a natural evolution for the blog. I thought in video format would be funny. I thought that... You wanted to incorporate puppets. Yeah, a, a puppet. I'm played yeah. by a puppet... And it really symbolizes, like, the other that I feel around other people. Uh, nobody in the web series ever acknowledges that he's a puppet. Uh, nobody, he doesn't even acknowledge that he's a puppet. I have a reason for that. Yeah. And to see it, you'll just have to keep watching. But I, I felt like that was a really great next evolution of the blog, was to tell those same stories in web series form. Boy, did I bite a huge chunk of something that I was not ready for. Um, you know, it's definitely like me to say like, oh, you know, I'm going to do an Instagram account and it's going to be all like really self-deprecating photos and great, like that's successful. And I'm going to start a blog and great, that's successful. I'm going to get my place on apartment therapy a few times. Great. That was that was a success. I'm going to make a web series is probably the uh it was probably the most work that i had mm -hmm. no idea what i was in for and i have so much respect for people who do that and have time to do that and manage to do it on a bare bones budget and make it look amazing we're learning a lot okay uh, at the time of recording this we have published two episodes uh we have three more completely filmed. We're about to release episodes three, four, and five in quick succession, one after the other. So that's also really hard for me to do is to, to create something and then hold it and not show it to the world. Because it's my baby and yeah. it's beautiful and but I want everyone to see my beautiful baby. better than a lot of people do things and then never show them. Like mm -hmm. you're the opposite. You're actually on the good track because like a lot of people are like, oh, I made this film, but I don't want anyone to see because it's not perfect. I, I appreciate. And it's like, that. all right, well, that's not what the fuck to know. I appreciate that, and we do approach it with a lot of humility. Um, we are learning a lot. You know, the first episode is not perfect, and we learned a lot from it. Second episode was much better. Again, still um, learning, and and I want every episode to get better. You know, I think once the season is done. We are looking at doing a Kickstarter for the next season, for season two, because I want these actors to get paid. This is not something where it's just asking, you know, my editor or my actor or like a friend to be in this for a split second. Yeah. And then we're done with the photo. Yeah. It's a lot of time this and money. This is a huge yeah. time commitment. It is asking people to re-record voiceovers in noisy environments. It is so much work and I'm happy to do it but it's my project featuring my work uh, I really really want to feature the time and talents of my amazing talented friends more and so I think after this season we're, we're definitely looking at doing a Kickstarter and it'll, it'll be my first time doing something like that yeah it'll be my first time asking for help like that in that way in that way of saying you know i i believe enough in this project where this team of talented smart people needs to get paid for their work i will be the last person to get paid for this yeah uh i'm making it for free right now i can continue doing that it's, yeah. It, yeah i yeah. get paid in the satisfaction of, of and you love and you do it because you love it mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's was the next thing i was going to ask you is really like what what is it all not like what is it all for that's literally so it's such a loaded and like <laughs> ridiculous question mm -hmm. but like yeah <laughs> you're doing all this because you love to create and you love being i'm doing creative. it because i love to create but it's what we went back to in the first in in first like you know the greatest creativity comes from happiness but it also is the combination of happiness and sadness happiness and 
I described recently in a post this place I go to, this energy well that I go to when I need to refuel. And it is a well of anxiety. I, I describe it as this like thin yellow line. And it's almost like a, a chalk line that you use in construction or in theatrical productions and construction of uh, uh, like this, this thin cotton chalk line that is yellow and, and dusty. And just in my mind, that's what I see. Sometimes I'll experience anxiety or hardship and I sort of like transfer the negative parts or at least the, the anxiety to that line. I, I pack it onto that line. And whenever I need it, whenever I need to come back from it, whenever I need to use that energy or I need a well of um, inspiration, sometimes I will go to that line and I will snap it. I will pluck it. I will, I will cause that like vibration maybe it sounds like something i i don't know i haven't i haven't visualized it that fully yet but i will go to that place that i need to to find inspiration for something and it's all born out of it's maybe it's born out of, of anxiety yeah it's born out of anxiety but again my instinct is always to make people happy is yeah. to make people laugh and it's it's equal parts that and equal parts of that like that thin line of anxiety and either feeding that or depleting that yeah that's very interesting oh yeah 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 that no, like it's I'm a weirdo yeah no but it's it's not weird it's just that's a very interesting way to describe like your inspiration or what you you say we're saying you do it to refuel and reignite your Mm-hmm. passion that's such a, that's very interesting what's something that you can tell people that are wanting to do what you do like you get to you know you get to do a lot of creative things you get to again you have like you have different variation varying amounts of press and you are in the public eye in a sense of the, like what you do actually gets noticed and and although you just made a gross face and that you, that, <laughs> you know, i knew you would call that out. um you know you you're like out. At the end of the day, you want your work to be seen. It's not you, and you're putting it out there in the world so that people see it. Yeah. What do you say to people that are like, I really want to create, and I want to put it out there, and I want people to like see what I'm doing? And do it. Do it, and collaborate with people who are smarter than you. Uh, I I constantly collaborate with people who are more talented than me, who are smarter than me, who challenge me, who elevate me, who are kinder than me, who have more open hearts than me. Um, I, I, uh, I, I prostrate myself to everyone. There are so many talented, beautiful, smart people on this planet. And I love collaborating with people and learning from them. If you approach it with humility and know that you're going to fail, uh, you don't learn unless you fail. Yeah. Thank God you failed. You learn something. You learn what not to do next. Or if you failed in a beautiful way, then maybe you learn that you got a different result than you wanted, but maybe you got the result you needed. Yeah. What about writing? When you, like, I know that you, you don't write, like, there's people on, like, I, I'm on like medium. I'm on a bunch of writing places mm-hmm. and it's like these people that churn out these articles that don't really mean anything and mm-hmm. they write every single day and they're like roll, you know, they get all these views and it's all this blah, blah, blah and all that. But it's like, what are they actually saying? Not really much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, what would you say to people that are like, I want to be authentic and really be myself and not, and not be a sellout and still be able to write from the heart and have people really appreciate it. I would read more. I mean, in general, read more than we write. I think all of us need to read more than we write because I think there's value in listening to other people's views. And, you know, you can have strong opinions. We can all have strong opinions. I have strong opinions on other writers, but also they wrote it and I didn't. So I, I have to applaud them for like their bravery. They did it first. Yeah. Uh, I 
I think that in in general, uh, in writing, in in creating anything, I think the humility to read something and listen to a voice that's not necessarily the voice you want to be there's such bravery there's such value in that where do you see this stuff going in the future the past couple years have taught me that I'm on the right path to something I've learned that the difference between what I expect and what happens is vast. I am sometimes my own worst critic. Everyone is, yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, everyone's my own worst critic. No, yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm also the, the worst at predicting what is going to be funny, what is going to be viral, what is going to be really popular. I have a feeling that my life two years from now is going to look nothing like my life now does. Yeah. My life now looks nothing like I thought it would two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, My life five years ago when I was just starting a creative journey and just starting to be creative for the first time and starting to put my stuff out there. It it's 180 degrees. Yeah. uh, Than what it looks like uh, now. Um, there's a very, very no, it's just a, it's just a lightning bug insect that <laughs> just landed on me, and it's pretty. It's it's, it's harmless. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not eating me. Yeah. <laughs> what um, what would you say to yourself five years ago? This is something I ask most people that I interview. What what is something you would say to yourself five years ago I've, as yourself today? I've thought about that question. I've gone back and forth on the value of humility, and I. Right now, I would, I would say that that's one of the highest values that I could have, and it's also one of the biggest vulnerabilities to base yourself and to humble yourself can also be self-defeating. Mm-hmm. In the Self- sense that you're like not. You're like, oh, well, who am I to do this? Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. And you're everyone. Maybe you're the mess, the the next big thing. Uh, maybe you're not. But I think having the humility to learn and to listen to other people and to be open to the world around you, um, it's the perfect place to say this too. Because I'm surrounded right now just by beautiful people in the city and in Portland too. Uh, but it was something that occurred to me earlier while I was walking with, uh, with friends of mine. And I was like, there's so many stories. There's so many stories to be told and nobody's story out there is less valuable or more valuable than yours. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's to be humble. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. That's not also not what I thought you were going to say. So, um, <laughs> what, um, any final thoughts? Anything else? No, uh, this has been so comfortable and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> no, none. Um, what's one more thing that you would tell people? Like, what's one more thing that you would tell people that, like, are like, oh, my God, I, when someone listens to this and they're like, I'm so inspired, I want to start go-creating, like, oh, my God, what would you, what's one thing you would say to them? Just start it, and by God's sakes, get your stuff in front of other people. We make art for other people. We don't make it for ourselves. Show it to other people. Let other people read your writing or see your photography. I meet so many people who say, oh, yeah, I've been writing. And I'm like, well, I'd love to like read it sometime. And they're like, oh, no, nobody's. Like, nobody's God, absolutely not. Yeah, like, and I'm like, well, how is that going to get better? How is your photography going to get better if you never show it to anyone? Yeah. How is any art that you make, how is the music you play ever going to get better if you don't have the humility to hear genuine criticism about it? If you don't have any instinct to listen 
to opinions that people have about it. I mean, yeah, they're important and people's opinions are important, but they're just important. You're going to live. You're going to be a better artist for like having listened to uh, what other people's opinions about your art are. Uh, so for God's sakes, if you're creating something or if you're going to create something, create it with an audience, create it with no audience, but let other people see it and give them the space to have a strong opinion about it. Yeah. Some people have really strong opinions about my base plant photos and they don't like them and they think they're derivative and boring and repetitive. I'm going to keep making them. I think they're funny. Yeah. And I listen to people as well on the frequency with which I post them. And, and there's there's value in that, too. Yeah. Uh, so I I just say, like, yeah, make your art and, and listen to what people think about it. If that's something that is valuable to you or is going to be valued valuable to you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing your story. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, actually, one more thing that I want to ask you: oh, What is like when you do these things in like the air, like an airplane or yes. like things like that? You're literally just going, being like, "Hey, like flight attendant, I want to take a picture. Will you help me take this picture?" Yes. And yes. they literally are like, "Okay." I'm like, glad you asked. I'm glad you asked because I just got turned down recently by a flight attendant on an airline, which shall remain unnamed. And that's okay. Like, handling rejection is something yeah. I've done for my whole life. And I will continue doing it for my whole life. Uh, I handle rejection like a pro now, I think. But it's helpful by showing them other people. And in a sense, you like learn their community. It's really exciting. A couple times when I have taken these staged photos with flight attendants, for example after everybody's deplaned and we'll take like a quick stage photo, uh, I will walk up to them. Uh, I will show them photos, like previous photos I've taken and they get excited because sometimes they, you know, never thought of this idea yeah. or uh, they'll even recognize their coworkers from other photos. Oh really? And that's really, really fun and really yeah. exciting. It is a huge community of, of tens of thousands of people but it also is kind of it's a, like small a small world. little thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and a lot of them do do know a lot of other uh, other coworkers, uh, so that's really fun when I've discovered this community uh, through just asking strangers, and the worst thing anyone can say is no, is no, yeah, and then you just mo keep it the fuck moving, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna force somebody to have fun. Yeah, I'm not gonna say this will be fun. You must do this. I'm never going to be that asshole who's like, well, why I, not? I'm entitled yeah. to your time. I'm entitled to this space. The same thing with the web series. We have amazing gets for some locations. Some locations have been like, Absol yeah. I'd rather not. Welcome to my whole life. Welcome and to literally okay. my entire life. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not going to make them by being unkind or being like a jerk or making fun of their decision or same with people who don't want to be in my photos if they're strangers I'm not going to make friends with people by saying like well you're going to be in it anyway or telling them I'll blur out their face but lying to them no yeah what, what's the value in that don't lie to people yeah don't lie to people there was I think that's where we end it ba -ba 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 -ba. um thank you again so much for sharing your story where can people find you online if they would like to see you they can find me On Instagram? Yeah, that's usually... At <laughs> I don't know why you're thinking so hard about this. <laughs> I don't know. Why I was going to make a joke about a uh, registry, but I decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they can find me online uh, on Instagram at blacksmith without any vowels because I thought that was cool when I made it. Yeah. At my blog at blacksmithdesign.com. Blacksmith doesn't have any vowels, but design, design does. does. So good luck with that. But also they can just go on your Instagram and you have it linked to your, sure. on your Instagram. Correct? Oh, yeah. 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 Link and profile. Yeah. But like Instagram's the catch-all basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all roads lead to Instagram. All right. So yeah, blacksmith with no vowels. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you guys know where you can find me. It's at the Krista Rosa. You can find the new blog at attentionseekinghomebody.com. Um, you can find the show at Loud and Curious and at loudandcurious.com. I now have a million handles. Sorry. Um, yeah, and that's really it. If you guys want to email me, you can email me at chris at loudandcurious.com. And again, Michael, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me, Chris. Um, until next time. Your voice on now. Bye. Bye. This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Chris DeRosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. So I flew, I bought a StubHub ticket of why I literally told four friends I was going. I was very like leery of going and then it not working out. So I booked the trip, get there, post to Facebook, oh, I've made it, I'm inside. And then I just go dark. And that's like how most of my family finds out I'm there. That's how most of my friends do. But it was the best concert. <laughs> like it didn't matter. I was alone. Yeah. I was on the pitch of Wembley with 90,000 other people seeing a band I love perform songs that I enjoy and you know it felt like Beatlemania